So I look at it, what is the blessing? And my favorite author is Viktor Frankl. He says, what can you, how can you find meaning out of adversity, right? And, and he was a psychiatrist that uh, lived through the Jewish concentration camps. He was a great author, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, and he talks about that. And I think a lot of us need to just step away and say, what is some meaning in this? Just be grateful every day that you're healthy. Um, I know a lot of fear. I think what I'm hearing when I'm coaching, uh, we can't live out of fear. Uh, fear destroys progression. It destroys moving forward. It, we have to look at it. We are, we're in this situation right now. And this is this is this era's, our generation's pandemic. I mean, other, other generations have had big things, right? That's kind of where I'm coming from. I think the biggest piece and when it comes to parenting, no matter what age, is just live in the here and now. Kids don't know. That's one thing you got to remember as a parent. Your kids don't know what's going on out there. And, and they only know what daddy and mommy are projecting. with you today. And today we brought on someone really special as a guest. His name is Matthew Leland Cox. Matthew owns Foundation Never Give Up. He's from Vegas and has tons of experience with around emotional um, health and safety and really, you know, helping us understand what's happening right now in the world. And uh, he's here to share some great information and tips with us as parents is what we can do to help our kids thrive in the circumstances that are happening right now. So welcome, Matthew. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So I'd love to dive into your story, Matthew. You had a really interesting story growing up, which led to you doing the work that you do today. Can you take us on, uh, take us back to that journey with this? Yeah. So I grew up in a small town. It was called Hurricane. Well, if you're local, you call it Hurricane, but it's spelled Hurricane. And, uh, and in a big family, uh, we have 12 brothers and sisters. So wow. six girls, six boys. There's some stepkids in there. But as I was growing up um, in my home, we found out, you know, I struggled with a learning disability. So I was that kid that was always getting in trouble in school. I had what we call in today's society, ADD, uh, attention deficit, and it really affected my reading and writing. So school was really struck. It was really tough for me as a kid and which a lot of behavioral issues came from that. So for my poor mom, I'm blessing her now as she's in her old age, but I put her through a lot. So about my background, then I, when I got older, I fell in love with a sport called soccer. Everybody loves soccer. And it just, it saved my life. Soccer was what kind of turned me around. I had some really good coaches and uh, I actually dropped out my freshman year, not my freshman, but my senior year, I went to homeschool and I started my first business, actually my yard care business. And that's when I got a taste of entrepreneuring because in high school, I was told I'd never graduate. I'd never go to college because I had what was called a literacy. I currently read and write at a fourth grade level. And so, you know, through school, it was just tough. You know, I hated education, but I still loved it. I don't know if that makes sense. It was like a love. hate, But it was because I learned later in my life. It was because it, I was put in a box. I had to learn a certain way, which what school teaches us. But I love to learn and I read a book a month now in my old age and, and it's on Audible. I can listen to it, right? But I have a crazy memory. So whatever I read, I remember. Um, and so it's, or I should say, whatever I listen to. And then I love to teach. Um, so just kind of a short version. Yeah. So I was that short bus kid getting in trouble. Me and the janitor were best friends because usually my teachers would hang, make me hang out with the janitors. But I was a nice kid to the teachers. I just didn't like staying in class. And so that was brought up. So, yeah, a little background. 
Yeah, no, that's great, Matthew. And I wanted to, you know, set the stage for your background for what you do today and why you do it, because I think that's important. So I think some of us um, have pain or some of us as parents are at home right now, current situation in the world, we're all on lockdown still. And we're at home with our kids. And, you know, I think the kids are kind of, I, we're, I feel like the parents aren't necessarily the best teachers, because the kids don't really want to listen to us as a teacher. And so they're struggling with schoolwork a little bit. So as someone who struggled as a kid with school, or can you kind of give our parents some advice of how we can help kids kind of get get going with their schoolwork and and feel good about it? Well, I just tell parents what I usually teach them as I've done a lot of parent coaching over the years. I, I would teach them don't own your homework. Uh, it is homework. It's, you know, it's not uh, a lot of times it will vicariously live through the kids. So like who ends up doing the last minute project right before it's due, right? One of the concepts I teach, there's a natural consequence in everything. So if the kid doesn't get his or your young kid doesn't get their project done the day before, you've got to let them feel that pain a little bit. And then changing the way it is, it's 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 homework. It's not, you know, study. you want to teach them that it's studying. So a, a big thing it would be is changing the expectations, like have a study place in the home, uh, have a routine. Uh, especially for us ADD kids, you have to give us a break because uh, my attention spans about five minutes or maybe 10 if you're lucky. Uh, what parents would do a lot is they would try to force their kids to focus for 45 minutes to an hour. It just doesn't work. You got to remember their development is a lot different. Uh, development is everything. So you got to structure it according to your kid. And we'll talk a little, I'll share a little about that in, in personality styles and using colors is what I teach parents is how to parent out of colors, uh, which important. When it comes to homework, what kind of kid do you have? Do you have a blue kid? Do you have a green kid? Because different. My kid is nine years old. He's a green. He loves homework. So him and my wife have a, a really good routine and he cries if he can't go to school. So that's mm -hmm. that's the difference. So, But as an orange kid, I hate school. Don't give me school. Mm -hmm. Give me recess and I'm going to have fun, right? So mm -hmm. yeah. So it's just changing the expectation when it comes to homework. It's it's we get in fights. I think every parent knows those days where you fight with your kid to do their homework. Mm -hmm. And even when they get into high school, we still fight with them. And so what I would just a quick answer to that is let the natural consequence occur because who they're accountable to is the teacher. But then there's some there's some accountable responsibility in the home as well. If they get bad grades, what does that affect them in the home as they get older? Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think what uh, you're saying really is, you know, us parents take a little bit of pressure off ourselves to like, you know, yes. have to feel like we're doing school, like amount of schoolwork that they would do normally in school while we're at home with kids and juggling other things. So give ourselves a little bit of a break. But I like what you said about, you know, setting up some expectations around, you know, when you do have a project, you know, and getting not leaving it to the last minute so that, you know, when that does happen, yeah, I like the idea of actually letting your kid, you know, feel that of like not doing something on time and, you know, seeing that natural consequence, because I think we like to protect our kids. A lot and we don't want them to feel that. But I think that's part of growing and part of growth. Right. And they're only going to get better um, when they do that. I want to dive a little bit into what you were just talking about with the colors. So how does that really work? And like, how do we figure out what color our kids are? So I did a system, I, I'm good friends with a guy named Don Lowry, which created a color system, which was based on temperament theory. Temperament theory is hmm. we all are in four areas of our personalities. And it's based on Meyer Briggs and Dave Kersley's stuff. And these are just kind of things you, if you don't, a history buff, it'll bore you to death. 
but what it does for us as parents, so I, I go into the school district here in Vegas and I teach, I teach what is called parenting out of colors. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what that looks like is what color you are as a kid or as an adult. So the biggest piece is you have to understand is what color are you as a parent? You got to know your color first. Because if I'm a gold parent or if I'm a green parent, a gold parent wants things done. They want things planned. They want things in order. A green parent is all about intellectual and research. An orange parent is about having fun. So that might be your husband or your wife. Mostly it's it's always in the case it's us husbands. We come home and say, hey, that's too much homework. Let's go play. And then the wife is going, ah, you're destroying my system. Um, and then, you know, you got the blue. The blue is all about emotions and relationships. So that's the kid that's going to melt down and cry. Now, the two kids that get really frustrated is your is your blue and your green kid. Your green kid gets frustrated to the point where they'll they'll have breakdowns and have a hard time. And your blues are emotional. So you got to what this teaches you as a parent is how to approach each kid differently because yeah. um, they're not hardwired the same in, in each kid. So as growing up as an ADD kid, I was a big blue orange. So I'm, I'm emotional. So if you approached me and you were tough with me, uh, it didn't go well. I usually shut down and I wouldn't want to do anything. And in orange orange kids are not designed to be around a school system. They just don't really mold into that school. And so they're your kids that end up in trouble a lot because it's not that they're not smart. They just get bored really fast. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I like yeah. what you're saying with like really learning like what our styles are as parents, what our partners are. And I think knowing what the whole family is, is a great way of like seeing how we can all work together. And I think this is a good opportunity. Well, we're all home together, stuck together. This, this is becoming like very apparent what's happening in houses as the, who is really what they think when we're busy, we could kind of go under the radar with what's really happening. Now we're all home together. I think that's really interesting um, way of looking at, uh, you know, how can we all work together as a system being different colors. And I can definitely say, like, actually, in my family, it's almost opposite where my husband's more about the schoolwork and the structure. And I'm more like, let's go have fun. <laughs> and I come in and ruin his plans. So, <laughs> you know, I think in every household, it's like super, super different. But I think that's a great way of really uh, learning about that. Is there somewhere that we can go, a resource that you have that we can go and find out more about how to figure out what colors we are? Yeah, so you can go to my Facebook page. It's just at Matthew Leland Cox. And I have a page on there. I go through and explain the colors. I've made some videos with my wife, uh, some role plays. It just really helps you understand them. And then uh, you can also just do the assessment. If you want to reach out, I can walk you through that. Um, It's it's a really good tool. But one of the things, too, you got to understand, as you know, the colors is what we get into, too, is parenting. We, We have an intendancy. Our job is not to live our lives to please our kids. Mm-hmm. And what that means is they'll they'll emotionally manipulate us sometimes. Hey, if you don't do this, I'm not going to, you know, it's a manipulation. It, You know, it's our job to help them be the best version of themselves. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So it's changing the expectation that we have. So all of our, and I have a saying, and I learned it from my good mentor, Dr. John Lund. And he's he's he has a book called How to Hug a Teenage Porcupine. Great book. I recommend it. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a good title too, right? Every kid's a porcupine, right? And so the big thing is, you know, kids, their, their whole world, what I've learned just working with troubled youth, and I've been doing this for 20 plus years, uh, going into homes with families with crisis. That's what I do professionally. I have a, a hospital for kids that are in mental health uh, situations. And what I've learned over all my years is that we have these high expectations is all of our frustrations. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So your husband being a high green, he gets very frustrated because his expectations are very high, right? 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's just changing our expectations. You never want to lower them. We're not saying lower them. Just change them. You know, each kid is different. So if you have a kid that's orange, he's not going to do what you want. He's not. You, you got to find his superhero power. You got to look at it. And your goal is to help him to become the best version of himself. That's it. And they get in. Even as adults, or you might have some of those twenty-year-olds that come back and say, "You were a bad parent, and you did this." And you say, "You know what? I want to apologize and admit I did bad." And you put the ownership back on them, and and, and you say, "You know, I want to move forward. I'm going to change that expectation, but I'm not going to enable you." Mm-hmm. And if if you want, if you say, again, I'm not, my life is not there to please you as an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help you be your best version. And if you choose to go down that road, you're going to have to go by yourself because I'm not going to go with you. Hardest thing as a parent, right? I bet. Yeah. I haven't thought I would have to say that yet. <laughs> we're still young. We're still seven and under on my household, but Little I can see that. Teenage years, prickly teenagers, <laughs> prickly porcupines, as Dr. Lang calls them. I think that's awesome. So, Matthew, now your business, I love your success story because you've gone from a kid that was had a disability growing up to now a very super successful business owner and the foundations that you've created and the, the programs you've created to help youth, and especially in mental health, are so much needed. Can you give us some insight into mental health? And like if we start noticing some things in our household with our kids, like, you know, maybe some depression or things that are coming up now that they're not able to play with their kids or things are happening in the household, maybe, you know, relationship issues between parents or whatever. What are some things that we can do right now, given our current situations at home to keep our household successful and moving forward in, in a happy way and with lots of love? <laughs> well, I think it's just living in the here and now because we're such a fa- uh, we're such human beings of human doings, not human beings. And so, yeah, you know, our our whole life got turned upside down. You know, we had these routines. But if you really look at it, what I've taught some parents, because I've coached some parents since this has happened, um, it's just being in the here and now and keep routines, not changing mm-hmm. routines. It's just the routines have changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to the office and we're not doing this. We're not going to school. So it's just now being in the mindset, mindset's everything. Hey, now it's summertime. It's just changing the way you look at it and say, hey, it's summertime. Now, what, what would we do if it was summer and the kids were out? It's just, unfortunately, coronavirus made it summertime a lot quicker, right? So, and caused a little bit of other things. And then I would say take breaks, you know, have the ability to take a break, work with your spouse. You know, so me and my wife, we, we tag team. I take care of the little one, uh, the three-year-old, and that's my job. And her job is to take care of the older one and do the schoolwork. And um, we're managing companies still at the same time uh, from home and being on the phone a lot. And so if you have the ability to do that, then we I put things down and go play with them. You know, I'll take five minutes. I'll go watch a movie. I'll cook something. Kids, kids, it's not about love. Love is it's important to them. It's time. You know, kids spell love, T-I-M-E. And that's what they want. They want your uninvited detentions. And nowadays, this is what hold on, I'll get with you. Stop. Leave me alone. You know, the little ones start pulling on her. Yeah, I want your attention. So during this time in this crisis, I would just say take time. So what we do is we created a routine around five or six. We get on our bikes and go for a bike ride. And I'll tell you what, Michelle, we never did that when we were so busy, right? Mm-hmm. So I look at it. What is the blessing? And my favorite author is Victor Frankl. He says, what can you, how can you find meaning out of adversity, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he was a psychiatrist that uh, lived through the Jewish concentration camps. He was a great author, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, and he talks about that. And I think a lot of us need to just step away and say, what is some meaning in this? 
And so to really give you some parenting tips, it was just be, just be grateful every day that you're healthy. I know a lot of fear. I think what I'm hearing when I'm coaching, we can't live out of fear. Uh, fear destroys progression. It, it destroys moving forward. It, we have to look at it. We are, we're in this situation right now. And this is, this is this era's, our generation's pandemic. I mean, other, other generations have had big things, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, yeah, true. that's kind of where I'm coming from. I think the biggest piece and when it comes to parenting, no matter what age, is just live in the here and now. I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of stress. Kids don't know. That's one thing you got to remember as a parent. Your kids don't know what's going on out there. And, and they only know what daddy and mommy are projecting. And yeah. yeah. That's a really good point, actually. You know, like if you're being fearful in your house and you're talking about the fearful things all the time, of course, the kids are going to pick up on that, too. And, um, you know, I think obviously it's good to for the kids that are older to know what's going on. But also in a I like what you said, like the blessings that we're having, like, holy smokes, we've been able to slow down time quite a bit uh, and doing the things and the activities. I know the first few weeks of the pandemic, my kids and I were all playing soccer every night, which we weren't able to do before because we we're running back and forth doing activities all the time. And I think you know, slowing down and having that family time together is going to be, like you say, a huge blessing um, that when we look back on this time that we're able to have and spend that time together. And I think you're right. Like the kids, I, I love the point that you brought up about kids. Their love is spelled T-I-M-E, time. And it's true they've changed in their disposition going from maybe misbehaving and you know cranky and all that to sit and spend 10 minutes with them afterwards amazing just the difference in their disposition thank you for that reminder because i think that's something us parents forget when we're busy thinking about dinner and groceries and the schoolwork and then being an entrepreneur on top of that for some of us <laughs> work calls and things happening everything else yeah. and and I, Go ahead. But I want to chime in on this too. I, I don't want people to think it's just easy. You know, for me, being that blue kid, that ADD kid, as an, I had a hard time, a lot of anxiety. So part of that, I've lived with anxiety all my life. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, so through this quarantine, I had some pretty tough times. And my wife is hardwired different. She's a gold parent. She's very logical. So she didn't understand. And I'm going to tell you just as a couple, because what I teach when it comes to parenting, it all starts with the relationship, the marriage and I think it's, and so when I, when I go into coach families and couples, they'll say, fix my kid. And I'm kind of like Caesar, the dog whisperer. And I'm, I'm going, well, let's talk to you first. Mm-hmm. And then I work on the couple and the relationship. And most of the time it's, it's, there's some miscommunication as mom and dad and then the kids are getting it. So what I, what I'm going is when it comes to mental health during this time, know your spouse too. Cause my wife, she doesn't get, she doesn't get anxiety and she doesn't understand it. So I have to go verbalize it. Hey, I'm having not such a good day. Uh, so you don't get offended. This is where I'm at. And then she knows how to deal with it. And she doesn't feel I'm being mean or short or, because if you never dealt with anxiety, it's it's not fun. It's um, so during this quarantine, a lot of those issues are going to come out because some people won't know they maybe are dealing with mental health stuff. Because when stressful times happen, it's hard to parent. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We need to be helpful and our cup full ourselves before we can fully parent properly. Right. It ripples down. What I tell parents: mm-hmm. kids came second, the marriage came first. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you if you maintain the marriage and the love there, it's it's going to ripple down. And some parents look at me strange, but when I'm in a room full of uh, moms, I say, okay, well, let's walk through that because at the end of the day, uh, we all got married because we were all excited, right? Hey, it was exciting, and then as then life happens, right? And then we're like, hey, who are you? 
oh, hey, we're roommates. And then we have to rekindle that relationship. And then we're, when we're not on the same page in our relationship, how are you going to be on the same page in parenting? Does that make sense? Because yeah. I'm going to nitpick. Why are you so mean? Why you do this? So as a blue parent, I come in, my wife is very gold. I mean, if it looks like college courses when she's when she's tutoring my son and I'm, I'm an orange blue. So as an orange, I'm like, Hey, let's go have fun. Why are we doing so much homework? He's mm-hmm. only not, not in college yet. But, but what I do is I change my expectation because I know that'll pay off later for him. Mm-hmm. Cause one, I didn't have that growing up and he's going to be grateful for her being on, you know, with him all the time doing homework. And, and it's really important. So me as a parent, I have to change my ways. But if me and my wife are not on that same page, I could become super critical, right? Yeah. And how would that divide our parenting skills? So parenting skills, when I go into a class, I don't go in and say, hey, love and logic, good good system. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But how does it work if I'm not on the same page? Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And yeah, parents need to really be on the same page because if they're not, nothing's going to work and like kids are going to get confused yeah. all the too. That's what I've noticed in our house when we're all not on the same page about something, the kids are confused as to like, who do you listen to? Like, what are we doing? What's the boundary? What was the rule? Like, they don't really, they don't really get it, right? So I think that was a really great point. Have you yeah. seen, let's talk about your, um, your foundation and your businesses for a moment. Have you seen an increase in mental health cases or issues since since the pandemic pandemic excuse me has actually started or is that something that people are speculating uh no yeah there's an increase there's uh, an increase of of domestic stuff that's going on uh Mm -hmm. increase use but there's an increase of just fear you know so a lot of the parents you know Good-hearted people are just working because you got to remember a lot of people are not hardwired to be together for so long a day. I mean, normally we only spend about five hours a day if you do the math, and so now you're with each other for 24 hours. Yeah. And and so if you didn't have whatever coping skill you were using, now you don't have it. And uh, some people use the gym, some would use some other ways of. And so so yes, there is a huge mental health increase. Post-traumatic stress is an increase. That's you know what a lot of times veterans would get. You're seeing it with just the normal population because this is very traumatic for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, their whole world was shut down. I think in as a human race, we never thought that would be possible, right? Yeah, um, it's pretty crazy. It, yeah, so I think for, oh, they shut everything. Yeah, they shut everything, and uh, I think for a while people it felt like a a movie. That was a lot of feedback I get mm-hmm. when we're talking to people. Um, it doesn't feel real. Suicides have went up. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get a lot of suicides that go up during this time. So we just, I would recommend if you're in the home and, and especially wives and husbands really keep track of one another. No signs, some of the signs and, and, and suicide is going to go up with the breadwinner. Those that are the money people that don't know what they're going to do because they're worried um, and if there is some underlying mental health issues, it, it's going to spark it. Mm-hmm. And so how do you look at that? If you're a pretty level person and you're you're seeing those signs, uh, like pulling away, staying up late, sleep deprivation, you know, just reach out. And this is what you can do. It's real simple. Uh, knowing their colors. So I always tell my wife, all you got to do is come and put your arm around me and say, honey, are you OK? And I say, uh, no, I'm not. And you got to be honest, too. I, I mean, it's like, it's Michelle, if you had diabetes, what would you do? I mean, we're so open of saying, hey, I have diabetes, I can't have sugar, right? But when it comes to mental health, I told you I, I suffer from depression or something that there's a stigma there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we got to talk about it like it's just, it's a normal thing. Because if you 
take care of your mental health. So that's the increase of what we've seen. I, I know that was kind of a long version, but. No, that was great. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. And especially you being in Vegas, seeing everything shut down is be like super surreal. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate what you're saying about, um, you know, really taking care of yourself. And I think that's the take home message for parents right now is really taking yeah. care of yourself and your relationships so that you can continue on. And it's not in, like we say, looking for the blessings in what this opportunity has given us right now. And uh, yeah, Matthew, I just want to thank you for, you know, sharing your insight with us today. And I want to talk just a little bit more about where, uh, where can we find out more information about you? Uh, where can we follow you online? I know you've just launched a new podcast called The Purpose Driven person where you're interviewing some of your mentors and amazing people who have overcome obstacles and done really well with their lives. I highly recommend listening into Matthew's podcast. And uh, Matthew, where else can we find more information about you? Yeah, just go to the Facebook page at Matthew Leland Cox. And then you can also go to our website, uh, MatthewLelandCox.com. And then we're just getting ready to launch our book as well. I just finished the book. Um, It's called Bearing the Hurdles. And it's just my journey uh, through life as it with dealing with an intellectual disability and uh, a lot of parenting tips in it. So it's really good. Awesome. Well, thank you, Matthew, for being with us today. We super appreciate it. Blissful awesome. Parenting family, make sure you connect with Matthew and uh, stay healthy, stay sane, take care of yourself, go outside and get some fresh air and take some nice big deep breaths and uh, keep that anxiety at a par. Thank you everyone for being with us today. Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com.